No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where David proposes to Jonathan a way to test Saul's heart. Saul shows that he intends to kill David, so David must depart and never return. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 20 on Simply the Bible. King Saul pursued David as a man hunts game. Saul caught up with David and Samuel and Naob. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Saul and he stripped off his clothes and prophesied. Therefore, David was able to escape. We continue in 1 Samuel chapter 20. Then David fled from Naoth in Ramah, and he went and said to Jonathan, What have I done? What is my iniquity? And what is my sin before your father that he seeks my life? So Jonathan said to him, By no means, you shall not die. Indeed, my father will do nothing, either great or small, without first telling me. And why should my father hide this thing from me? It is not so. Then David took an oath again and said, Your father certainly knows that I have found favor in your eyes. And he has said, Do not let Jonathan know this, lest he be grieved. But truly as the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, there is but a step between me and death. What strikes me about David is the openness of his heart to be searched by the Lord. If he had done something wrong, he wanted to know about it. David would write in Psalm 139, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Jonathan thought he knew his father better than he really did. David was right. Saul was hiding his intention from Jonathan to kill David because he knew that they were friends. But David knew that he was only a step away from death. He had dodged Saul's javelin or spear three times. Truly, we are all just one step away from death. A car accident, a heart attack, random shooting, or an invisible virus could take us out at any time. So we should always be ready to meet God. Verse 4. So Jonathan said to David, Whatever you yourself desire, I will do it for you. And David said to Jonathan, Indeed, tomorrow is the new moon, and I should not fail to sit with the king to eat. But let me go, that I may hide in the field until the third day at evening. If your father misses me at all, Then say, David earnestly asked permission of me that he might run over to Bethlehem, his city, for there is a yearly sacrifice there for all the family. If he says thus, it is well, your servant will be safe. But if he is very angry, be sure that evil is determined by him. Saul would expect David to attend the new moon feast, but David asked Jonathan to let him go free. If we truly love others, we will grant them freedom, for love and respect cannot be forced. David fabricated this test by which Saul's heart would be revealed. 
then both Jonathan and David would know if it was safe for David to remain with Saul or if he would have to flee. Therefore, you shall deal kindly with your servant, for you have brought your servant into a covenant of the Lord with you. Nevertheless, if there is iniquity in me, kill me yourself, for why should you bring me to your father? But Jonathan said, Far be it from you, for if I knew certainly that evil was determined by my father to come upon you, then would I not tell you? David appealed to their friendship and the fact that Jonathan had made a covenant with him. David's conscience was clear, but if Jonathan knew of some offense that David had committed, then David would rather die at Jonathan's hand, for he trusted his friend that he would deal fairly with him. But Jonathan knew that David was innocent, and he believed that his father would certainly tell him if he intended to harm David. Then David said to Jonathan, Who will tell me? Or what if your father answers you roughly? And Jonathan said to David, Come, let us go out into the field. So both of them went out into the field. Then Jonathan said to David, The Lord God of Israel is witness. When I have sounded out my father sometime tomorrow or the third day, and indeed there is good toward David, and I do not send to you and tell you, may the Lord do so and much more to Jonathan. But if it pleases my father to do you evil, then I will report it to you and send you away that you may go in safety. And the Lord be with you as he has been with my father. Jonathan brought David into the field, either because he knew they would be alone to discuss the matter privately or because he wanted to show David how he would make his father's intention known after he had discerned it. And you shall not only show me the kindness of the Lord while I still live that I may not die, but you shall not cut off your kindness from my house forever. No, not when the Lord has cut off every one of the enemies of David from the face of the earth. So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, Let the Lord require it at the hand of David's enemies. Now Jonathan again caused David to vow, because he loved him, for he loved him as he loved his own soul. As the prince, Jonathan could have strived to claim his right to be king, but he recognized the Lord's hand in anointing David. Jonathan was content to let David rule and to be his friend and faithful supporter. How wonderful are those friends who are willing to assist you without taking your place. Jonathan only asked that David make a covenant with him to show kindness to him and his descendants. For it was often the practice in other nations that a new king would kill any potential threats to the throne. Then Jonathan said to David, Tomorrow is the new moon, and you will be missed, because your seat will be empty. And when you have stayed three days, go down quickly and come to the place where you hid on the day of the deed, and remain by the stone easel. Then I will shoot three arrows to the side, as though I shot at a target. And there I will send a lad, saying, Go find the arrows. If I expressly say to the lad, Look, the arrows are on this side of you. Get them and come. Then, as the Lord lives, there is safety for you and no harm. But if I say thus to the young man, Look, the arrows are beyond you. Then go your way, for the Lord has sent you away. 
And as for the matter which you and I have spoken of, indeed the Lord be between you and me forever. Jonathan told David to stay by the large stone for three days, and then he would shoot three arrows. If they came up short of David, then it was safe for him to return. But if he shot them beyond David, then he needed to depart. But their covenant would remain forever. Then David hid in this field. And when the new moon had come, the king sat down to eat the feast. Now the king sat on his seat, as at other times, on a seat by the wall. And Jonathan arose and Abner sat by Saul's side. But David's place was empty. Nevertheless, Saul did not say anything that day, for he thought something has happened to him. He is unclean. Surely he is unclean. And it happened the next day, the second day of the month, that David's place was empty. And Saul said to Jonathan, his son, Why is the son of Jesse not come to eat, either yesterday or today? So Jonathan answered Saul, David earnestly asked permission of me to go to Bethlehem, And he said, Please let me go, for our family has a sacrifice in the city, and my brother has commanded me to be there. And now, if I have found favor in your eyes, please let me get away and see my brothers. Therefore, he has not come to the king's table. Then Saul's anger was aroused against Jonathan, and he said to him, You son of a perverse, rebellious woman, do I not know that you have chosen the son of Jesse to your own shame and to the shame of your mother's nakedness? For as long as the son of Jesse lives on the earth, you shall not be established, nor your kingdom. Now therefore send and bring him to me, for he shall surely die. The seething anger and murderous hatred in Saul's heart was released like a flood. Saul insulted Jonathan and his mother. Basically, Saul told Jonathan that he couldn't be his son as though his mother had been unfaithful. Saul was more concerned about preserving his own dynasty through Jonathan than about doing God's will. And Jonathan answered Saul, his father, and said to him, Why should he be killed? What has he done? Then Saul cast a spear at him to kill him, by which Jonathan knew that it was determined by his father to kill David. Saul was now so totally given over to envy and hatred that he would even kill his own son if Jonathan stood in his way. So Jonathan arose from the table in fierce anger and ate no food the second day of the month, for he was grieved for David because his father had treated him shamefully. And so it was in the morning that Jonathan went out into the field at the time appointed with David And a little lad was with him. Then he said to his lad, Now run, find the arrows which I shoot. As the lad ran, he shot an arrow beyond him. And when the lad had come to the place where the arrow was, which Jonathan had shot, Jonathan cried out after the lad and said, Is not the arrow beyond you? And Jonathan cried out after the lad, Make haste, hurry, do not delay. So Jonathan's lad gathered up the arrows and came back to his master. But the lad did not know anything. Only Jonathan and David knew of the matter. Then Jonathan gave his weapons to his lad and said to him, Go, carry them to the city. As soon as the lad had gone, David arose from a place toward the south, fell on his face to the ground, and bowed down three times. And they kissed one another, and they wept together. 
but David more so. Then Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, since we have both sworn in the name of the Lord, saying, May the Lord be between you and me and between your descendants and my descendants forever. So he arose and departed, and Jonathan went into the city. These two friends and warriors were not embarrassed to openly weep and kiss one another as was common in that culture. So great was their love for one another. This departure would be hardest on David, who would be on the run for the next 10 years. But even in these trying and tearful circumstances, God was in control preparing David to be king. Just as he is working through the hard circumstances of your life today to prepare you for the good purpose that he has in store for you. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see where David flees to Ahimelech the priest, who gives him the Lord's bread and Goliath's sword. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Samuel on Simply the Bible.